0: What's going on, guys, and welcome to Totally Blitzed Podcast Fight Club edition. Today we talk in UFC. These are your hosts for the episode. I'm Paul Pickle Wyndham Concha. I already took my shot a little earlier, but I got my truly with me and always with me are my two hosts from Fight Club. Oh my
1: fucking god! I'm rewatching these knockouts from this weekend, bro. This shit was fucking. This. Oh, can't Pick. Kev Waterboy, Savoy Boy, you better not hit me like this, you're getting shot. But, dog, bruh, these knockouts are fucking insane. Through the bruh might have thrown his knee like eight feet in the air to fucking to knock the dude out in the first fight. Oh my gosh, not a spinning elbow.
2: Well, that shit was gross, man. What's going on, y'all boys? It's your boy, Mark. <clears throat> PT, prime time. You know what it is. Shit, man brother UFC night took
0: over the boxing night. Nah, it really did, and uh, UFC Austin really wasn't fucking around. It must—they kept saying there must be something in the water in Austin, just because there was like, especially in the beginning, there's so many knockouts back to back to back. Um, shit, we could start with that. We got we we'll start with the prelims. We had. Don't do again the f- uh, flying knee ko over Kyle Dockus to start the pr- uh the prelims off to start the card off. That's the knee Kev's talking about when he says somebody had to jump eight feet in the air to land that motherfucker. And if you don't know Kyle Dawkis, he's actually his brother just fought in the main of uh the main card we covered a couple weeks ago, Dawkins versus Blades, where blades beat the uh beat the crap out of uh, old dude. But you got the pedigree, you know. You got another family member in the UFC. Didn't look good for him either, though. And then the next fight, we had a KO. Phil Phil Hall's getting L, uh, the KO by elbows over win. This fight, though, this is when Hall's was talking shit to DC Daniel Cormier, and Daniel Cormier was ready to come out of retirement to put the paws on that boy. Like, I don't play that shit, bro. <laughs>
1: Hey, you know, I actually um got watched Charles Sunning about that. So you know that dude is um Phil uh, Phil Hall is like John Jones. He's from John Jones is um, wrestling camp or something like that. And even John Jones was telling Charles London that like, yo, this is gonna be the next meet. Like he's gonna be oh, he's, he's like the- that. Okay, okay. He's really like that. So like. Child Sunday was like, oh wow. So, like, him being gassed up and then getting knocked out and then seeing DC tells us was like, yeah, bro, you picked the wrong one. You picked the wrong one. That's pretty, like, the level that shit was at and the level then the fact that DC just said, oh, you motherfucker, you up here? I'm all the way up here. for wrong with you? And shut that shit down. Because what was he saying in the mic? Wasn't he saying, like, where I don't pick fights and what else? What was he saying?
0: because he uh Halls, after the fight he he immediately like dc's steps into the the cage and Hawes is saying you picked the wrong pony you picked the wrong pony you picked the wrong <laughs> pony like yelling that and then also like dc has like kind of like confused look on his face he's like i i i don't pick fights i don't pick fights and then, then he, he steps in closer and then this is when like the, i think the trainer and the ref like other people are also there in the moment with him and uh were, uh, and D.C. is just telling him, like, hey, bro, like, I, I don't care about all that. Like, just sh- like just show respect. Just show respect. And then uh, he was – my favorite line, but because then hauls immediately after that was like, okay, you're right, I apologize. But D.C. wasn't letting him off the hook like that. D.C. then followed up with, you didn't beat me. You didn't beat me. I don't know why you act like that. Like, that was one of the most – It's like um. It, it, I mean, I'm not saying it's true, but it is true. Like, hey, bro, like, you need to relax. Like, I don't know why you're getting hype on me. Like, you didn't beat me. To right. Relax. So, but at the same point, some of our fans on the Twitter page, at Totally Blitz, give us a follow. They were, um, totally uh, I, like, I tweeted, like, yeah, bro, like, DC is about to come out of retirement, beat up Halls, and people like that. And then I, and then someone was like, yeah, like, he completely bitched him. And I was like, yeah, bro, that's insane. He completely, bitched him in front of all the hoes on live television. <laughs> after you won. Yeah, after you won, you get lectured.
1: I like DC to put them things on, grinding, my body, bro. I like DC to be able, especially a legendary champion, Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Hey,
0: the pause shout on. out I'm Wynn, talking- though, because Wynn, so he lost, and he lost pretty decisively, like you could tell, like he wasn't the better fighter in that fight. But he did like, a, he posted on YouTube, Instagram, or something afterwards of his breakdown of the fight throughout the time. And it's fucking hilarious. I'm gonna link it in the chat for y'all boys. But this shit is like, cause he's like, he gets hit with it, like he's watching, like as the video is going, he's doing commentary and he gets hit with an elbow and he's like, yeah, bro, I got, that was my, I got hit with the three millionth elbow. At this point, I already <laughs> know, like, I'm out of there. Like, let's hurry up and finish this fight. I'm just trying to make it dirty. Just trying to make it. Di- oh, I caught him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. And then I was he gets hit again. He's like, at this point. And then like, uh, he goes, "That's the four millionth elbow." Like at this point, I don't even know where I'm at. And okay. then the refs and Herb Dean stops the fight. And he's like, "Yeah, and I'm looking at Herb like, damn, motherfucker, you didn't stop this shit sooner. I'm over here getting my ass beat." <laughs> <laughs> like that. Hit, the whole commentary he gave, like that shit was funny. Like he. Like he's like I haven't seen that before, but he's definitely got space in my heart for like a UFC fighter.
2: Right,
1: interesting. That shit is interesting.
0: <laughs> let's see. Let's make it through these prelims. Then we had a uh, Winland getting knocked out by Staham by punches in the first round. <clears throat> Y'all don't know, bro. Like there was eight finishes, seven knockouts, and six within the first round. This card was fucking crazy. So, yeah, first round within under a minute, some punches. And then um, the women's fights go to the decision. Oliveira won. And then this is another crazy knockout. First round, spinning back elbow. Oh, Ramos. my God.
1: That shit was so nice.
0: Is there anything better than like a spinning, like spinning back fist, spinning back, elbow, like any other? Like, Is there anything better than that knockout?
2: Nah, that shit comes out of nowhere, bro, and catches you off guard. That shit's crazy to watch.
1: Nah, no, I personally think this is more spinning back elbows and um, enemy. I feel like that'll really get the um, point across that, yo, know, he, he ended the motherfucker.
0: In boxing, would a spinning back fist be legal? Like, if someone lands a spinning back fist, that's legal really? Yeah. Is it? That's what I'm asking Marcus. If I was boxing, right? If I just spin, I hit that, that spinning back fist. Is that a legal strike? Oh, if so, I need Anderson Silva to whip that out in his next boxing fight.
2: Hey, I'm pretty
0: sure that
2: shit would be fucking super illegal, <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure, so I'm not.
0: Here. We don't know the technicalities on that
2: one. I, I'm pretty sure it would be because that
0: See the um, The elbow,
2: you can't nice. hit like the with the glove like that either.
0: No, okay, okay. I know the elbow is super leeway, <laughs> but the straight back fist, I, I thought maybe it might be some leeway. But then we had probably the hardest left hook of the night. Some were calling it the left hook from oh hell. Gosh, Jeremiah right? Wells with the first round K over, over McGee. And oh, that left hook really oh dropped him. God.
1: Bro, this the fight, this the fight where they was looking, they said, oh, I seen it on Twitter. They was like, yo, where the hell is Herb D going? Like, <laughs> no, Herb D was like old. way, like, where the fuck? Was he talking to somebody? Uh, you could see on the fucking, um, on, the, on, the, on the, I'm looking at the highlights right now. Bro, motherfucking had to run too. Like, he had to literally hit the race a little bit I to go catch up. He like didn't have to go that far to break up a fight. Was, he was out the second um, Wells landed on his chin, bro, is out. So you see, you can see her Dean put his little pussy pep in his step trying to get him off. Because, bro, immediately, pussy, bitch, pussy. motherfucker. Like, those hammer punches be terrible, especially when you're already dazed.
0: Shit. And then we enter our f- main card and this is honestly I think the, the the best knockout of the night not technically but Yanez getting the first round k over, over Kelly and Ke- Tony Kelly was saying some racist ass shit prior to the fight he like so for for Yanez and he was saying something like Latino racist shit so and it was a fight in Texas where Yanez is from he's a Mexican from Texas like so everyone in the building was booing Kelly the, the moment he walked through and then like Inez to beat the fuck out of him and then it looked like bro. i'm not gonna lie the ref kind of looked like he let that shit go on a little bit longer than he should have and i think maybe the maybe the ref maybe a little uh, speaks a little spanish himself like he he like that that was honestly i think the best knockout i saw tonight and then tony kelly only thing he did was continue to talk more shit like he went on ig and was talking to a, a a Japanese fighter in UFC, and then he just basically said, "You're gonna be real mad when my ancestors come down." Like uh, he just he just stays saying some like white racist shit, like UFC. I don't know, like I don't, like that's just crazy to me that he he like he does that and like it's not a big deal. But then like just for just for him to get his shit split was fucking I think of highlight of the night.
1: That's what you call oh, torn, bro. You earned that ass for me, you. Hey, look, I'm. I, I've always wanted to use this word. You earned that ass for me, you prick.
0: <laughs> you prick. Yeah, that's exactly that's, the, that's exactly what it is, bro. He'll. This is this will be the highlight of his career. I guarantee it right here. This main card fight. Uh
1: uh-huh. And it's the only time we're gonna talk about his racist ass. You prick.
0: Yeah, I spoke too much on him. On to the next fight. No we Had Grand- <laughs> Gregory RoboCop Rodriguez getting the first round knockout over the Cuban Missile Crisis, Marquez. I thought that was a fire ass nickname. <laughs> Where did
1: these nicknames from? Like, is this is this was this the Cold War that we're
0: talking about right now? But that was one of the I was like, when they said when Bruce Buffer said that, I was like, I I, I I was like, oh, he's gotta win, but he lost. Like the RoboCop did his job. and... He looked like a junior Dos Santos type boxer in there. Like he really was out this fucking punch. Like there was just, you know, you can tell the difference in skill and the striking when like one guy lands everything, and the other guy's just one little
2: bit different.
0: But yeah, that's what was showcased. And it was one of the best knockouts because it was like a minute-long clip of the ref should have stopped the fight. But Dang. the guy was literally on his rock lee shit. He was standing up, lights out. That boy was not Damn. conscious no more. And then rock lee? RoboCop, you know, sent his ass right back in the shadow round. So, and then we had a split decision fight that was a high two highly prospects, Uzumagulov versus Ladatsi, And the split decision went to Uzumagulov.
1: I respect you for um really attempting to say those names. I would have called Uma and Kate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but this yeah, is the fight that me. I, I – I told Kev prior, I was like, this is like two, like one guy's like twenty and one, and the other guy's like twelve and zero, and they're both like could be potential champions one day, just like, you know, one's a Kazestinian and one's like a fucking Czechian, like you know, those bloodlines really, it's it's belt or nothing.
2: Yeah, fuck.
0: Then we had a TKO. We had Buckley getting the TKO corner stoppage or doctor stoppage over Durav. but. This was I y'all don't remember these names. This was the fight where Dura's right eye was so swollen. It was swollen shut, and it was, like, a big old bruise. Like, he it, it got – it was a bad beatdown. It was a good doctor stoppage because the corner was going to send him right back out there, blind, <laughs> like going for another round.
1: Go in, motherfucker. Oh, man,
2: what a piece of shit.
0: They said, bro, you, still got, you still got a puncher's chance, bruh. <laughs> it only takes one. You've seen,
1: you've seen there's been nothing but first-round KOs all night. It only takes one.
0: Boy, it like he's allergic to bees and he got stung by a bee and they're trying to send his ass right back out there. Bro, the punishment
1: mm-hmm. hate in UFC fights are insane. Like, sometimes I'll be looking, like, look at, look at, yeah, a lot of people, you look at them after their fights, you cannot tell they won. Like, the, the fucking punishment is terrible. Like, He was the bulk of that shit. That shit was tragic.
0: So before we get into our co-main event, Kevin Holland beating Tim Means by submission, and we go on to the main event, I got a couple things I want to bring up with y'all boys. So Cowboy versus Lozon got canceled for a second time. We will not be covering this fight if it pops up again, nor do I think it will happen again because I ran a poll 70% 70% said they don't want to see the fight. Just let them boys retire. 30% said, why not? Let fuck it. Let them fight. But then Dana White after after this card came out and said, this thing is getting like Tony versus Habib. No, I would not book this fight again. Like he's also done with all the drama. So just let them boys retire. They had a hell of a career.
2: Fuck those guys. What the fuck they got going on, man?
0: Didn't a different one, like one per
1: the, uh, the um somebody else quit this time?
0: Yeah, L- Ozon quit this time, his knee locked up, and the other one, he got, like, sick or food poisoning literally the day before the fight or some shit. Cowboy.
1: Yes, but they said that they looked at each other. And I think, bro, went to them. When did they find out? At the weigh-in?
0: It wasn't the weigh-in, but it was, like, the day of or the day before the fight, and all the fighters are kind of hanging out. Like, everyone's just hanging out. And then his knee locked up. And the moment his knee locked up, he went upstairs with his trainer, and they tried to play it off, like, no big deal. And then for, like, two, three hours, they tried to, like – they went into, like, an ice bath. They stretched it, and, like, he still couldn't walk on his knee. And he was just, like he – he he knew he couldn't fight later that day. So then that – then the fight got canceled.
1: I heard he went to – um bro, he went to go look at me. He says, yeah, you quit last – you – um. You, you, um, it was your turn last time. Now it's my turn.
0: You know, I believe, especially with fighters, like you don't want to be the reason, but then if the other person quit before, like you kind of like, alright, it ain't that big of a deal. It's
1: just a kind of, of weight for me. I, used to, well, I didn't have to cut crazy weight when I was a 106, but like, I used to be like, I'd be upset if I had to make weight just to not wrestle. Especially like if I'm just going to go get my hand raised. Like at a dual meet in high school wrestling, you got the dual meet, so you want to go. So you still got to make weight because you want your team to get the team points. So, so motherfucking, I'd be like, bro, I used to be like, bro, what the fuck? If you don't go motherfucking and put one of them JV niggas out there, I'm not going to cut motherfucking 10 pounds and 10 pounds in four days, which isn't that much, but 10 pounds in four days, motherfucker. yeah, I did have four days. I'm not like, cutting 10 pounds in four days just to look cool. I mean, you better talk to them motherfuckers. I will be, I will be, I will be, I will be fifteen over the weight on Monday. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, we'll see what UFC does. Just because that uh, one championship fighting over in Japan, which is like one of the like a Bellator type, uh, it's pretty big. It's even growing bigger every year. That's what Demetrius Tom, uh, Demetrius Johnson got traded to. Um, the UFC traded his ass over there, but they do like a skin graph, so you don't cut weight. They do this like thing, like they. The body weight percent. I don't know what it is, but it's all science, and you don't have to cut weight. It's just like you only fight at what your weight class is. So like they can tell what a normal weight class would be for you, and so like you can't go and cut twenty pounds to fight because they don't want people like in UFC getting these injuries, having kidney every week. There's somebody that can't fight on the card, and it's because usually of cutting weight.
1: Yeah, on the Ultimate Fighter, it was bad. There was a girl; she was like twenty four pounds overweight. She, oh, um, the twenty-four weight cut, and it's because she was before she got into the ultimate fighter, she was pregnant, so she just had a miscarriage. So, um, and so she, she had a miscarriage, so her body still thought she was pregnant. You know, girls' bodies were crazy. Yeah, no, so, that's um, crazy. So she was like twenty pounds. No matter what, the like the most she did was like eighteen. She got down to like eighteen, but like most of the camp, she was twenty pounds. And then like, not it's her turn in the fight. They picked her to fight, and it was like, "Can you um, make the weight?" And she goes, "I can try." And then some dude. Caught over,
2: caught over on um, Pena, and was like, "Come here. yeah, like, nah,
1: like, oh, come on, stupid yeah, bitch, nah. be like, like he looked at Pena, 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 was like, "Cause you know Pena's a big. If you think you can do it, we can do it, man. Believe in yourself." And you know he called over like, "Come on, now. like,
0: yeah." But, and so, just with that, that's literally the biggest risk that any of these fighter competitions run is like kidney failures and all that stuff that you get from cutting weight and like,
2: it's
1: different.
0: Yeah, so, like, eventually, I think they will all have that fucking test that they're doing over there. I
1: don't think so, because, like, cutting weight is technically not even allowed in the sport It's in the, at the high school level, a like wrestling in the high school level. But, like, I, niggas are still doing it. Like, I think that's just, like, part of the tradition. Like, when it comes to fighting sports, because think about, like, how big these people are in normal life. So, like, when it comes to fighting sports, I think that's just a part of it. It's about just, like being the best being the, it's about how when can where can you fight your best at can you can no
0: you? i agree i just think with the ufc growing with more promoters and like you know like the wwe went to fucking kids because they knew like how to like the biggest interest like like they like yeah. i think with the more promoters and get into like the bigger bigger ponds of like money and business and especially with japan's like it's basically Bellator because they they have million dollar fights. Like it's a big like uh it's a big deal over there that won championship, and uh, a lot of not a lot but some fighters from there come over here. So like they're they're really high ta- talented, and for them to show that like there's a a safe alternative method available, it is gonna be kind of like where like where these next ten years I think will be crucial for UFC on like where do they go with everything. <laughs> Then, uh, but the only other news I have is Jake Paul, it kind of has to do with Jake Paul. But Nate Diaz, one of the biggest stars in UFC to this day, he hasn't fought in a while, and it's because he's kind of stuck in contract hell, which is a, a known thing that UFC and other fight places do you can't fight anywhere until you end your contract. So if you have one fight left on your contract and they really want to screw you over, they'll never book you for a fight. So you can never fight anywhere. So yeah, that's happened to a few people. That's not, it's not, it's not like a new thing. Like it's happened a lot throughout the years. So Nate Diaz is kind of feeling like he's in that predicament and he's telling Dana, he's all on Twitter, book me or cut me. And he hasn't been cut. He hasn't been booked. And he came out today or yesterday and was just tweeted. He tweeted a video of Jake Paul knocking out Taiwan Woodley with the caption of Dana White, you need to cut me. Uh, I'm trying to go on to bigger and better things, but you keep stopping me. And then um, basically hinting at he has something in the works with Jake Paul. And if, uh, and, if Dan, and if he can't sign it because you can't fight anywhere else until you terminate your contract with the UFC. So that's that was one of the big news because a lot like that's one of the biggest stars probably outside of McGregor. He's the biggest star in the UFC.
1: Then he beat McGregor or beat McGregor twice. Yeah,
0: he, he beat McGregor once. McGregor came back. He was also like fifteen pounds bigger than McGregor, and uh, but McGregor was also this unstoppable train in the moment. At least on the outside looking in, people would think he's this unstoppable force.
1: Yeah. No, no, I'm
0: captain. <laughs> But I just think it's crazy that bigger and – like, he also is saying, like, does a fuck you to Dana? But to think that, like, the money that he would make probably in his fight with the UFC, like, for him to say on to bigger and better things and hinting at the Jake Paul fight, it really is crazy. Like, that boy Jake Paul really is giving out, like – probably a few million, like, depending, like, I feel like the budget only gets bigger each fight, like, so, like, he's probably giving Nate, like, two, three, four, like, a couple milli, just to, just to get in the ring, and for his fans, and there's a lot of fans for him to to buy that card, like, so, for him, like, probably the biggest UFC star to be, like, I'm on the bigger and better thing, I thought that was a, a, a weird way to phrase it.
2: Uh yeah, it's not looking too good, man. For, they gotta figure that. <laughs> Should I
1: either give him a fight in the USC or just let his ass go? There's no it's point. Either that, it's either Jake Paul or let that boy fight Shamaya.
0: I feel like he'll take the Chemiah fight too, because he you know how the Diaz brother, they ain't no bitches, they'll take that fight. Just as long as he also probably knows that he'll have that next fight on the back. Where I, I've never been a fan of that whole um holding people because that was what Francis Nugano, they that like they were worried before the fight was gone that like because he was having talks of leaving UFC that uh, they would never book his fight and like strip him of the belt like because they've done some like shit like I want like Tito Ortiz you know Dana White don't like Tito like there was a moment Mm -hmm. where he was frozen in the sand like there there's been moments where fighters are just frozen in the sand because they can't do anything because literally the the rights of me fighting is owned by this company.
2: That's it, lame, bro.
1: Nah, that's business, and that shit gets shaky, kid. Hey, let's just hope they figure it out, man. Like, yes,
0: especially with the big boys like that. Uh, but yeah, no, that's all the UFC news. Let's cut into the fucking co-main and main event of UFC Fight Night Austin. It was supposed to be Cowboy versus Lozon, but like we said, that got canceled for a second time. But instead, they moved that boy Kevin Holland up to the co-main event, which honestly, I think he should have been in the first place, versus OG Tim Means. OG. Marcus, you weren't here for the preview, but I know you were around to watch the fight. How did you like it? What did you think? I know you thought Holland was going to win. Yeah, man. I I
2: was just, I knew I was going in this shit, hoping Holland was going to put on a performance, which he did, and that's all I could say, man. It just he, he did what I would expect him to do. And I thought I thought he was the co-main event whole time for I didn't know that he was originally gonna what, be the third on that card. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, but oh, I like him at this weight class, man.
0: How about you, Kev? How do you feel about Kev? Kev yeah.
2: about
1: Kev. I'm I'm 80% sure is really a crime fighter. He you know, did it again. He did it again. Braz fucking saved the day like what two days or the day before his fucking order day off. I don't even know.
0: He stopped Look. an armed robbery like six months ago, a carjacking like last year, and then this weekend.
2: Fucking Superman.
1: He's a fuck he calls himself Batman. And that's what he fucking did. He came, put bro in the chokehold. And he told him to talk, and that nigga said, "Like it's I, I don't know what what do you call that that submission? Is that a guillotine?
0: A DRC choke?
1: A DRC choke? I never I've never that was nice. And the way he flipped them and turned them, it was not I see there was nothing Burke could do with that. Like it was a nice, smooth fight. And I just want Kevin Holland just to keep rising in this division. Like he's he's must see TV. Like let's see let's see him with some competition. I don't want to say let's see him with some competition. I do." Let's see him continue to get better and rise in this division.
0: This was a tune up fight, in my opinion. I think the last two fights for Holland, just because he's still 28, 29, he's still young in the fighter world. And he kind of got, I want to say rushed because he put on some performances, especially when the Apex just became a thing. I think he fought three times in the first year of the Apex. So, like, he was like, big deal like Dana White loved him for that like oh thank you because we needed people to fight for the apex uh everyone had COVID and no one wanted to fight so he kind of got like rushed like real quick no. into the limelight and he was he definitely earned it but then he went up against Marvin Fittori who is probably if it wasn't for Israel Adesanya he might honestly be the belt holder in that division because no one else can wrestle him he, he would out wrestle everybody in that division and then you, and then he goes in there and has, like, Derek Brunson, who literally just fought the guy who is now fighting Israel Adesanya on the belt. And he was beating the guy until he got knocked out. So, like, he literally had to fight these two top contenders in a weight class 15 pounds heavier. And now he's in a weight class I think fits him better. This guy is – he has, like, an 81-inch reach. Like, there's – he has, like, a at least a 5, 6-inch reach on everybody except for maybe Usman. Like this man really has the sky's the limit. These are his two tune-up fights to make sure, like, okay, you are who we thought you are. Because if you are who we thought you are, you should have made an easy work out of Oliveira and out of Tim Means, which he definitely did. He made easy work out of both of them. Because even before the, the the submission, he was on the feet. He was out striking him. Uh, Tim Means, who was as a good wrestling, couldn't take him down, and Holland was mm. literally just having his way. So. He's ready. I think he honestly, like, man, if no one wants to fight Shemayev, throw that boy Holland in there. Throw Batman in there.
2: Throw the bat.
0: Yeah, like, but that's the same weight class. Like, that weight class is only getting deeper. Like, Usman, Kobe Covington, um, Gilbert Burns, Leon Edwards, um, fucking Vinke Luque, uh, Balil Mohammed. And then now we got Shamiyev and Kevin Holland. Like this, this, that's a deep ass division. Like yeah, Jorge, I didn't even say Jorge Mas Like that division is Bryce, uh, not Bryce Mitchell, but like that division goes crazy. Bryce
2: Mitchell, yeah.
0: Hey, Conor McGregor is talking about he's he's at one seventy two. Like that division only gets deeper. I'm
2: talk about my
1: goat. That
0: the new I'm premier, wait for that. Right
1: that's the premier division right now. I'm not going – I'm a big 135. Now, Al still is 135, right?
0: Yeah. I just don't think anyone has the depth that welterweight has right now.
1: Yeah, I don't like it either because Kevin Holland
0: is definitely – like, when I looked at the
1: ranking and when he named all those names, I was like, huh, I respect it. Like, I want to see him fight Mazdevall. That's the, that's the money fight right there.
0: That would be a good fight right there.
1: That's a big money fight. I don't know why, but consistently, Mazdevall is a big money fight.
0: He just has the fan base. Like you don't even like to be like those money fight. Like Diaz, the money fight. Like if anyone main events against Diaz, that sometimes back maybe not now because people kind of know he's washed. But like two years ago when he still kind of was washed, he was still a money fight.
2: Boys from Miami.
0: Now let's get into our main event. Let's talk some controversy. Let's talk the fucking judges. We have Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. We went to a split decision, and anytime you get a split decision, you know they get it wrong. We had Calvin Cater win, uh, losing to Josh Emmett two to uh, basically 47 48, 48, 47, 47, 48, and Josh Emmett wins. So, who, who, who thought truthfully? Who thought Cater won? I'll start with that. Who who thought Cater won? And even if you don't think Cater won, who thought it, who went into the, the judges at least thinking oh, this is 50-50 cater cater one MM1? Like because I didn't.
2: You didn't have it, what? I
0: didn't think it was a, a I didn't think I thought going into this, I thought it was gonna be a land decision.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it should have been. I had, I had Cater winning pretty easily for... A...
0: Kev, like, did you even see, like... Did you have even, like, a moment before the judges called that thought, like, Emmitt won that fight?
1: I just don't know what it is. I just don't be for UFC I'm a big Sal fan. Like, I'm a big Sal fan. Was Sal one of the judges on this one?
0: I'm not... No, he was, but it was... Was it Jeff Chris Chris Lee? The man's name was Chris Lee, I believe his name was. That was the person who gave Emmett the fourth round when he got outstruck 35 to 12.
2: Man, especially the fourth round, bro. That shit made no sense.
0: That was the that was the one deciding factor on the judge cards. That that literally switched the fight, was the fact that he had that one round that that everyone thinks unanimously Cater won, especially because. 35 to 12 in a stand up fight. There wasn't. There wasn't no ground. And, 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 there's no control. Like it, just 35 to 12 is the only thing you need to see.
2: Yeah, that was
1: the best part. The best part. All right, so look, right. So first, I want to. I want to use a quote from my dog Chelsun. I'm a big Chelsun. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, every time, every time I, I accidentally see um his shit pops up on my YouTube, I end up watching four episodes. Later, definitely go. He just literally just sits in a chair and yells out about UFC. So he, he says, he said this about the um, santos um, Shevchenko fight. He was like, we got two choices. So we am going to talk about a great fight, or we're going to bitch about a decision. Can't do both. But, I contrary, this was a pretty decent fight, so we can't do both. Because here's my thing, right? <laughs> I think the decision was wrong very raw because I was watching the fight like damn Emmett because they both came Emmett came through looking like a killer like I thought off the top like bro, looked like he was ready to come take a head I like the way he composed himself and you could feel it coming off Cato looked nice he looked like he was ready to go for it too but Emmett came through ready to shoot so then that's exactly what they didn't do but I liked the fight it was a very stand-up fight nobody attempted a shot once and I was just like
0: I no, bet no, no. there was no. Uh, Josh uh attempted four takedowns.
1: Okay, I'm tripping, but um, I felt like, yeah, like it same
0: like it. No, it was quick. It was like a five. Like he shot, it got denied, and they went right back to stand up. It wasn't no like I hold on to your arm. It was just a quick denial. I bet you
1: Kater okay, went for some. Did Katie go for a takedown? No. Okay, maybe that's what I saw. Cal, I bet you Katie okay, went for a takedown. They probably would have been like, huh? 35 12, and he took him down. Uh, uh, uh. But nah, man, I think a terrible decision. I gotta, you gotta recommend, you gotta talk about it. But it was just an interesting fight. Like, Emmett just came through, and I guess he, maybe in the judge's eye, might have controlled. Uh, I don't know exactly what he had right there. But hey, more than one judge had to vote for him
0: yeah though the other judge had i don't know if it's south i know the other judge that had them um they had them winning the first second and third round and those are the three rounds where it was actually kind of close because i feel like the fourth and fifth literally it was 35 12 and 35 13 those are the fourth and fifth rounds like those are like the two i know when you go into the end of the fight like okay this fight this person definitely won these rounds and this person definitely won these rounds for so, whenever that one judge Chris Lee had it the other way, it was just like, Oh wow, like that's crazy! Like, I don't know what you saw. It was a good fight. I thought, honestly, when Josh Emmett uh, tried those takedowns and it was easy stuffs, because in the preview, I said, like, the I thought Josh Emmett would win and I thought his wrestling would come into play, but for his stuff to get takedown, kind of like effortlessly from this, like boxer like someone who literally won't has no wrestling background you know won't wrestle you 100 don't want to wrestle get into any type of wrestling or on the ground engagement because he has the better striking for him to easily stuff four takedowns throughout the fight it was just like i thought that was just like to me like oh he had his way this fight he boxed you the way he wanted to box you and he didn't even let you do anything uh, like, like you wanted to make it dirty, didn't happen. You wanted to get it to the ground, didn't happen. You wanted to get clinch working, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I would just stand on the outside, hit you with this left-hand jab, and, like, let you walk into my punches as you try to throw some, like, hooks that will land every now and then because, like, he did yeah, land yeah. his strikes, but it was just, like, it, he got outstruck, I think, every round except for the first they round. They weren't the
2: cleanest shots either.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I thought it was still a good fight Josh Emmett. I just cuz I think Josh Emmett might get a title shot because there's no one else in the division that's in that 2 3 4 spot because he already beat the Korean Zombie and he uh like Holloway's fighting next and if he so Josh Emmett might get a title shot off of this. And I just don't think it's the most deserving title shot like after the, after this after this performance honestly.
1: I mean <laughs> It is what it is, man. I think – who's the champion in this division?
0: Volkanovski. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's already ran he through getting the gauntlet. So,
2: he's getting fucked up. He by is. Like, Volkanovski's
0: going to – like, it's going to be a slaughter. That's what I was saying. Like, it's like – for him to beat Josh Emmett – The for him to beat Cater the way he did, which is kind of controversial, and then be catapulted into the, the, the title shot at Volkanovski – I just don't think I don't know. It's rushing it the first thing. First off, you're gonna I don't think you're winning that fight at all. But also it's just like you I don't think you deserve like maybe have him fight Korean zombie next, maybe, and then let's see if he's able to okay, beat him. Good. But for people talking about Josh Emmett getting the title shot next against Volkanovsky, it's like you're gonna get murdered if you do that. So hopefully you don't do that. But you don't, I don't think I'm you
2: deserve it. the wolves.
0: Like if Cater won this fight. I don't think he deserves it either, but at least I would say you have a reason to take it because you kind of made you you manhandled Josh Emmett for four or five rounds. In my opinion, you right. you boxed him exactly you you want. In my opinion, you won that fight. Definitely
1: won that fight. But you, you was out there picking judges.
0: But I'm trying. I'm, I just put my application in. I'm be judging fights soon.
2: I, I'll be but not nah, this
0: this weekend there's definitely something in the water we had let me see double check make sure my numbers aren't wrong we got one two three four five six seven eight nine finishes eight knockouts and seven knockout first, or six first round finishes Dana
1: said he gave a fight bonus to everybody it's probably like a $50,000 to everybody everybody got an extra 50 bands
0: and I'm upset because uh, Bovada my betting website they had a thing that was fight of the night first time I've ever seen that prop fight of the night I can bet and I bet on Cater versus Emmett because I thought it was going to be like a, a stand up war no wrestling there's a whole bunch of boxing back and forth five rounds and it was it was the favorite it was the favorite to win that so i didn't i still won that but if i would have known he's giving a fucking handout to everybody i would have chose the fucking long shot odds because everybody yeah, every bet it. hit it didn't matter who you bet on in that prop you got you got paid because dan and white said everybody's fired at the night
2: that's
1: crazy but Vada must have seen that come that's fine
0: that no nah, that's true But shout out Dana White, because we talked it last episode. Does is it is it recently biased that we think every card is the best card of ever? I don't think this card has any recently. biased. I think if you have nine finishes, eight knockouts, six and first round finish break UFC records. Like I said, everyone has that dog in them. Everyone, no one's trying to look like a hoe no more, bro. Everyone's like, I'm gonna go finish the guy in front of me and I'm gonna go get a bonus.
1: And that's what you want, man, because this is a sport where you can get really boring if you don't get really active. So, like, we want nothing but ruthless aggression. Thirst sport.
0: And we definitely got the ruthless aggression this week. So, shout out, Dana White. Uh, Stay tuned because I don't think it's next week, but coming up, UFC international fight week
1: two weeks man what's the card you know kai is on the card but um and that's five because him is adesanya were, like on the same um
0: mm-hmm. new Zealand kickboxing and,
1: and they already got um they already got one one chip they already got two champions so like kai working on the that's five.
0: but there's so that card honestly is the most stacked card of the year international fight week really, honestly is always the most stacked card so stay tuned for that you had Adesanya versus Kanye with the middleweight championship on the line. Volkanovski versus Holloway, middle, uh, the featherweight championship on the line. Then Alex Pereira, the only person to beat Idra Adesanya, knocked him out in the kickbox. Like, he's a legend in kickboxing. Knocked him out and uh, got a decision over him, fighting Sean Strickland, winner of that, fights for the belt next.
1: I'd, hey, do you know which one Adesanya picked when he when he just who um who you want to fight more?
0: Probably Pereira, just to shut everybody up. Got to, yeah. and, and and to get that win. Every fighter, if if you're worth your coin, you want to reven- you want to avenge your losses.
1: Nah, dead ass. But he said that motherfucker. You guys didn't. He said we didn't see the full fight of when he lost the decision or the fight and coming up to the knockout. So he says he wants on the him, and that's kickboxing. This is. A UFC fight, and there's a difference.
0: There is. And then <laughs> we got the women's flyweight, number two ranked Murphy versus Misha Tate, who I believe is like top five ranked in that division. Winner might fight for a belt. And then everybody's favorite, Sugar Sean O'Malley, rainbow hair, big social media presence, races Pedro Munez, which will be his definitely his biggest test to date. Pedro Munez has been around and has fought a lot of people. And just to show you, I'm not going to go through everybody, but just to show you how deep this card is, bro, we have Jim Miller versus Bobby Green. And if y'all don't remember, Bobby Green versus Islam Machayev was a main event that we covered a couple months ago. And that is one of the very first fights on the early prelims is Bobby Green.
2: That's crazy.
0: Raya Hall, Hall of Fame UFC fighter, early prelims. This is how deep this if you this is the card that I this will be the fucking state. You want to be there for every hour of that card. So you also want to stay tuned for our breakdowns because we've been on a heater. I don't think there's been a single week since we started this podcast where we've had a losing week of picks, especially in the fight card game at least. Right. Come on now. But that's been UFC Austin. This has been UFC, uh, not UFC, this has been Totally Blitz Fight Club. I'm Paul Pickham, Winnem Concha. I'm with Marcus P.T. Penley. And that's that boy, Kev, the Don, Waterboy, Savoy. And this has been Totally Blitz, yo, big. problem quick, being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got
2: tools, you could call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passage. this ain't not new. it's not the medicines on that rock star regimen Knowing that I'm heaven sent Higher than i ever been I got a